I made four big mistakes during the startup of my coaching business, and I lived to tell the tale. But I've experienced multiple magical turning points in my business as well. Wonderful things will come to your coaching business if you don't let mistakes stop you. And that's the key, right? I'm going to dish the dirt about myself in this episode. And my guess is that as I talk about these pitfalls, you'll recognize yourself in some or all of them. And you will live to tell the tale too. Find the full transcript at prosperouscoach.com slash 212. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. And don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey, coaches, mistakes are still the best way to learn. It's a time-honored tradition. Growing a coaching business is a total experiment. It's a long-term gamble that's worth the risk if you're in it to win it. Are you in it to win it? When I was able to see my business in that light, it became easier to power through mistakes by making small adjustments instead of overreacting. If you can teach yourself to think like a scientist or an innovator and play the long game, you'll be golden. That gumption and grit will pay you back many fold. Okay, enough preamble. Let me dish the dirt about me. <laughs> Mistake number one was that I was holding high expectations from the get-go. There are schools of thought about expectations. Me, I'm with Shakespeare, who purportedly said, expectation is the root of all heartache. And my brother's always quoting that too. That is wisdom similar to the Buddhist belief that craving is what causes suffering. It sounds right to me. But anyway, I expected to replace my income before I even quit my job. I expected to immediately get dozens of referrals from friends and family. And I was so crushed that I didn't. And I expected for everyone to understand the real value of coaching with a single free session. What about you? Have you ever had any expectations around those things? The weight of those expectations and others crushed me because when things didn't work out exactly as I'd hoped, disappointment set in. I was certain that it meant I wasn't good enough for this. Then I realized pretty quickly that exchanging high expectations for low expectations is just another type of self-sabotage. It's totally demotivating. So it's best to check expectations entirely. The winning attitude turns out to be another Buddhist principle. Live in the present moment. Let love drive you in your business and show up as a professional in everything you do. More about that in a minute. I know now that for my first two years of coaching, I had been holding my breath 
until I arrived at some imagined destination. Where did my high expectations come from? Well, some was arrogance, some was ignorance, and the rest was because of mistake number two. I drank the Kool-Aid. At the time when I launched my coaching business, there was a lot of hyperbolic messaging about coaches earning high six or seven figures coming from all sorts of rock star coaches. And they said these things as if that was the norm, that every coach could expect to be a high six or seven figure coach based on some tactic or another. I'm glad to see that that rhetoric has toned down. And several people who are earning high revenues these days are much more transparent about the significant investment of time, sweat, and seed money that it takes to get there. My first year in my coaching business, I grossed a whopping $10,000, not enough to pay for my coach training, equipment, and mentoring. My second year, I grossed $35,000. My third year, which was the year that I finally figured out the right way to niche, brand, and connect to a unique target audience with a specific problem. That year, I made 75 grand. And from there, I took off. I truly believe you will move faster than that if you thoughtfully design your business rather than just stumble into it like I did. Thoughtfully designing your business Every little bit of it is what I do with just 20 coaches a year in my signature program. If you want to learn more about that, go to prosperouscoach.com slash VIP and you can read about it. And if you'd like, we can talk to see if we're a good fit. Now, six years into my business, I started pushing hard for those bigger numbers. Eight years into that race, I found that the costs of doing business at that level were too high for me. But that's me. You may have stamina for it. Now, if you have big number goals, you absolutely have a chance at it. Consider, though, before you climb the highest mountain, get strong on the smaller ones. Be strategic and patient with yourself, or you'll burn yourself out fast. If you're feeling like a loser because you're not at the six-figure place yet, don't treat yourself that way. That, quote, American dream thing, or the equivalent in other nations, keeps us in a scarcity thrall, always looking for easy money, and feeling unlucky if it doesn't happen. That's the cause of real suffering. True prosperity is about feeling the blessing of what you have while you still grow. The healthiest approach I've found is to aim for stretch revenue goals that are appropriate for your phase of business. Then strategize each step you'll take to reach that goal. Do the work. Evaluate how you're doing from time to time and make incremental adjustments based on what your audience wants and what's best for you. In other words, experiment. Now, mistake number three was staying too long in student coach mode. I see this in coaches that I meet all the time. While I both held absurd expectations and drank the Kool-Aid on the the one hand, on the other hand, I clung 
to student mode for nearly a year after coach training. It was a failure to fledge. I kept giving free coaching, or I charged pitifully low fees or both. I kept taking more coach training. I also spent a lot of money on programs that were teaching tactical approaches that I wasn't developmentally ready for. Have you ever enrolled in a program and finished it, having nothing to show for it? Chances are the information was just too advanced for where you are in your business. That was the case for me. I hadn't narrowed my niche enough or learned the psychographics of my audience. I didn't know how to market without being salesy. It's part of the reason why I serve coaches in the startup phase to help them believe in their experiment and set themselves up well for the journey. I have a lot of compassion for myself in that perpetual student mode. It's a big deal to launch a business. I guess I needed that year to get ready for it mentally. In the meantime, I made mistake number four, which is blindly following other coaches down a rocky, barren road. Yep, I pretty much did what I saw other coaches doing. I didn't consider whether what they were doing was actually working for them. It looked cool. It sounded cool. So I was inspired. I admired someone's website and rushed to put up one that was equally pretty and honestly pretty vapid. It addressed everyone proselytized about the wonders of coaching and had no conversion process. My third website was a charm. I also spent a lot of money on a logo and a business card. I abandoned that logo long ago and never really needed the business cards for my almost entirely online style of marketing. Basically, I invested in the trappings of my business without considering my overall strategy. My saving grace is that I'm tenacious. When I say I'm going to do something, I don't stop until I make it happen. I hope you have that kind of tenacity too. Truly, it's what it takes to be a business owner and have a going concern, something that lasts for years and years and years and years and pays you well and feeds your family and gives you the lifestyle you want. The silver lining of my impetuousness is that when I fall flat on my face, I get up with curiosity and study the right way to do something until I can teach somebody else how to do it. So I hope that you've enjoyed me roasting myself today. This might be a good time in your business to sit back and look at the mistakes you made, not to embarrass yourself or feel bad about it or have any shame at all, but rather just to take a look at what were those learning opportunities? Have you learned from them? What have you integrated since? What are you going to do differently now? Stay inspired and make things happen. Thanks for listening today. You are awesome, and it's time for your coaching audience to know that. If you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other coaches. Your kindness will come back to you. Learn more about how I help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence at prosperouscoachblog.com. Joel Bass wrote my theme music. Thanks, Joel.